Hello and welcome back to series two of the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short 10-minute podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. Pleasure to have you here again. Did you get blown all the way over to the podcast? So if you've stolen my pen, I was so excited to be like, I hope I can. I was can. really excited about saying I hope that, I can... sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I'm going to make mine anyway, which is I hope I can blow away the readership <laughs> with my HR facts and insights today. Um, if you haven't guessed already, I guess we're talking about... Weather. So actually, as Brits, one of our favourite topics to discuss is weather. Perhaps it's because it's such a diverse topic. You know, you can talk to strangers about it and you can build up quite a decent rapport with them. Um, And even on like a personal level, weather is always my go-to in really awkward kind of lift situations or close proximity situations where you have to initiate small talk. Weather is always something that you can um, pick apart with another person. So as Dan says, this week we will be conforming to cultural British norms and talking about the media storm. Do you get it? That is (laughs) Storm Kira. So for those of you that have been blown from pillar to post this week and missed the the news, um, it is the storm that has battered the UK with treacherous weather conditions and strong winds uh, for the last few days. So Storm Kira, which has been dubbed the biggest storm of the century, has swept across the country, causing flight cancellations, intense flooding, and in some instances, train delays due to fallen trees and flying trampolines, apparently. Um, So with the Met Office issuing an amber weather warning for poor wind and weather conditions. And with the potential of a second storm brewing, which is Storm Dennis, which may be making its way later in the week, travel operators have encouraged people not to travel, which is um, likely to affect some commuters getting into work on time or even getting in at all. So I think there are many different aspects of the story to explore, such as, you know, flexible working, productivity, and also the legalities of people not being able to get into work. First things first, though, to stop employees from either endangering themselves by attempting to drive, ride or fly to work, should HR encourage employees to work more flexibly, do you think, Dan? Um, It's an interesting question. And obviously, employers probably shouldn't, although I hasten to add, I wouldn't advise anybody. um, You shouldn't, you know, make a knee jerk reaction and suddenly be like, we now have a flexible working policy in place because the weather's bad, because that would cause confusion and probably undue anxiety and, you know, loads of operational issues. But... Um, for employers that do have flexible working in place already, um, and according to a recent Future Workplace and Virgin Pulse study, about a third in the UK already do, um, flexible working would kind of allow business as usual for firms and industries that are able to do that, because actually, whether you're able to commute or not doesn't matter, because you can work from home or the local coffee shop or wherever it is. In fact, um, I've got an own a- my own anecdote from about seven or eight years ago when I first entered the professional working world when I was working in a massive multinational bank and there was a light smattering of snow and this bank was in the centre of a big city in the UK and they closed the bank for two days based on maybe employees not being able to come in or not and for me it was fine I lived a few miles away so I was like this is great but actually in hindsight I was like that I thought that's going to impact 
work as usual and that's a massive cost to absolutely for a bank the, as well massive cost to a business um and it seems unthinkable now because a lot of white collar industries would just be able to say please log on from home yeah and actually when i was just having a quick look through um acas's website um it advises that if employees are struggling to make it into the office due to poor weather conditions then employers should be more flexible and adapt working arrangements or even close workplaces like in dan's case um so where possible, flexible working might be a good option in order for businesses to keep running as usual. Yeah. In fact, a separate study, although this one's hyper specific, it was a Chinese uh, travel agency found that actually working from home could potentially boost productivity. Um, they found that where this Chinese travel agency, when they found allowed staff to work from home, productivity went up 13.5%. Now, we're not going to suggest that because it's a bit blowy outside, productivity is going to shoot up. But there are obvious benefits from allowing flexible working um, in any case, not just because of bad weather. Yeah, absolutely. And I think actually this whole notion is uh, corroborated by um, Sarah Evans, who is an employment law partner at JMW Solicitors. She added, if a company is able to accommodate flexible working, then it's likely to be better for that business to allow it in the interests of continuity, as opposed to disruption of hours or days lost to uh, productivity. Um, So this actually brings us on nicely to our second point, which centres around productivity. A study conducted by HSBC found that 9 in 10 employees consider flexible working the biggest motivator for productivity levels. And particularly for any commuters, travel disruptions can be quite stressful, um, which actually both of us have been commuters uh, for quite a while. um, And that's something that I'm sure we can both vouch for. Um, So having the flexibility to start and finish at a time that suits them is really crucial. Um, Dan, would you agree from a productivity point of view? Yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's quite interesting though as well. Um, so yes, I agree with that point entirely and it seems there's some stats there to back it up and if an employment lawyer is saying that as well, you know, that's that's great evidence to suggest it's the right way to go. However, not all industries can be flexible or not all parts of businesses can be flexible. So if you've got a retail front, yeah. workers have to be in the shop to serve customers. If you've got a manufacturing site, people literally have to be on the factory floor, as it were. Um, So in that case, how do you mitigate for bad weather when for the actual running of your business, people still have to be there on site? Um, And there's not, if the weather's terrible, obviously people can't come into work. So some of the great suggestions, and this is from ACAS, is essentially being proactive, having a a bad weather policy in place in the initial instance, um, making it seem like bad weather is business as usual, usual. So you're getting out some great comms in the days leading up to this. And this is likely to come from your, uh, if you're a smaller business, your ops slash HR business partner unit or your HR function overall, if you're bigger. Um, about minimising fuss and ensuring that employees feel that they know exactly what's going to happen, which seems fairly solid, sage advice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think communication, which you just touched upon, is a really, really good point. Um, And I think that brings us on nicely to the final point, um, which we're going to address, which is around the legalities and kind of contractual elements associated with employee absence due to bad weather. So if, for example, an employee is physically unable to get into work, I don't know, say a a tree's blocking a major road or their whole train line has been um, completely blocked and and that's their only way to get to work, then they might have to, um, you know, take a day off or something. Um, I would assume... Dan, that if staff can't make it into the office for whatever reason, then their employer isn't obligated to pay them. Am I right in suggesting that? Yes, but there are a few caveats to that. So again, from ACAS, um, 
there is no legal right to pay an employee if they can't get into work um, because the journey is any more difficult than it would usually be or transport is cancelled. However, if that transport that they get into work on is provided by the employer themselves, um, I don't know. I know of some businesses actually that work in a business park and provide coach travel for employers to there. Um, the employer would have to pay them if they've cancelled the, the travel themselves. Um, another caveat to this is if the employee has a child and the school is closed because of bad weather, um, they don't have to pay the employee, but the employee does have the right to unpaid leave for that period of okay. time, whether that's a day or an extended period. The flip side of that is if the business closes because of bad weather, so not because if the employee can't get in, but if the business is actually closed because of bad weather, the the worker or employee is entitled to that pay. And this includes things like the overall, the overall business closing, if line managers can't get in and they are crucial to the job, if staff who provide access to the facilities of the building where work is carried out, they can't get in, therefore the business is closed. So under those instances, the employee would be entitled to work. Um, ACAS have some really great resources around this, so I'd recommend looking at those sites if you are concerned about that. Yeah, I think that's a great bit of advice, um, actually. You know, if you're not sure, just go and check out ACAS to see what their advice is. Um, obviously, the weather is unfortunately out of our control. Therefore, employers should realise that employees aren't deliberately choosing to be late, nor are they choosing to miss out on a day's pay because, for example, their trains have been cancelled or, as I said, there might be a fallen tree blocking a major road. So therefore, if businesses are able to offer um, flexible working, it will ensure that businesses run as usual so that the bottom line isn't impacted. And it will also ensure that employees continue to work productively and get paid rather than spending, I don't know, half a day trying to attempting to get into work. Um, and actually, we were talking earlier about some examples of um, different countries that experience extreme weather conditions and some of some of the methods that employees have had to use to get to work. Yeah, um, I think we're, we're pretty good at actually laughing at ourselves as a nation when it comes to how everything kind of just shuts down because we've had half a centimetre. Sp- sprinkling of snow. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Um, but in other countries where weather is more extreme more often, um they the economies don't shut down forever just because there's a foot of snow or lots of rain so i was thinking of examples of in um vietnam which is a country where most people motorbike to work they will go through like half a foot to two foot of water and still turn up to run their business or teach or whatever it is whatever job they're doing um i also looked at the eastern seaboard of the usa so new york and chicago which is a little bit more inland who get like terrible snow and it's really well documented in global news over the winter period um and i looked at their stats for commuters and they have about four percent of the population cycles to work all the time and that doesn't go down in winter so basically people are still cycling to work through like four foot of snow and getting into work and in fact just take them a bit longer yeah (laughs) yeah so i looked at the one story of one guy and this was from a local new york newspaper And he said, actually, one time it was so dangerous that the New York City Authority, I guess, closed down the roads for cars, but all the cyclists were still commuting in because (laughs) it it was just like a winter wonderland, he was saying. Um, So although we've been saying communicate well, offer flexible working and, you know, be wary of like the struggles that staff are going to come through to get into work during bad weather. um, I don't know, maybe take a leaf out of the guy that cycles <laughs> 10 miles in snow in like minus conditions. You can do it, guys. You can get in. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. 
whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. 